What is up, guys? Welcome to episode four of Brewing Up a Conversation. Today, I'm joined by Austin Gain. He is a CEO of a watch company called S-Force and a fitness apparel line called Super X. In this episode, we discuss how to network, the importance of networking, and key characteristics to level up your life to be around successful people and much more. So without further ado, grab a brew and let's jump in. Hey, Austin. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, thanks for jumping on, dude. I Like we were talking about before, you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on. Uh, a lot of really cool things going on, running two businesses. Tell everybody a little bit about that, what you do. Yeah, so my name is Austin Gain. I have right now, as of right now, I have two brands. I have S-Force Watches, which is basically a uh, watch company that kind of specializes in the fitness industry. So whether that's bodybuilders, powerlifters, uh, MMA fighters, we kind of cover all that ground. And then also in a clothing company too. It's a very niche clothing company and it's called Super X. And basically we focus on uh, marrying uh, activewear and kind of like kind of bold designs. So think of kind of like superhero, like if uh, Lululemon and Marvel had a baby type of thing. So um, this year we're doing our first licensing. So just the first licensing we're doing is Power Rangers activewear. So um, it's basically going to be Power Rangers, hoodies, joggers, jackets, pullovers, long sleeves, stuff like that. That's awesome. So how'd you get started with those two? Yeah. So the first company that I started was uh, Super X. And originally I started it as a supplement company because my background is in supplementation. And um, I always think of business, you know, in, in retrospect, business is kind of like a science experiment, right? So you have a hypothesis, which is, hey, I'm going to uh, sell this product or I'm going to have the service. It's just a guess. That's what a sci science project is. That's what a hypothesis is. Then you put it to test, whether it's uh, putting it to market, whatever. And then if that test fails, you just keep pivoting. So um, that's how a science experiment works. And it's perfectly relatable to business. So what I did was, like I mentioned, I was like, hey, I have a background in supplementation. That's my, you know, I've been doing the last six years of working in supplement companies and growing those other people's companies. So I tried to launch a product that was called Heroes Nutrition, and it was basically superheroes um, and supplements, right? And my grand vision was to basically, I want to make Superman pre-workout or Hulk, yeah. uh, Hulk uh, protein powder. And I was like, one day I'm going to license it. But just getting started, no money. It's kind of out of the realm of possibilities. So I kind of abandoned that. Um, took me about a year to kind of give up on the supplements, but I pivoted to clothing because I knew that there was some connection between superheroes and fitness. I just had to, I had to find the right product market fit. So I started that in 2018. Um, that was my first business. It's still here. Thank God. Most people's first business has fell. So I'm a little grateful for that. And then um, S-Force Watches, the other company that I, that I run and own, um, I actually acquired that company about a year ago. So um, I didn't start that company. I acquired it, but it was just at a deal that I couldn't pass up. And I'm working my business partner. Um, he, uh, he set it up perfectly for me to kind of jump in and kind of take over. So those are the two businesses I have. And that's a small story behind it. Yeah. How's the growth been of S-Force with you taking it over and trying to figure all that out? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, basically, when you jump into a company, this isn't a Fortune 500 company. So it's not like... 
they have this perfectly, uh, they have this perfect system and business model and business operations. I basically started the business over in a sense. Yes, I had the IP, I had the designs, I had a lot of the uh, content involved. But when you, I had to basically restart the business, I shipped everything from the Australia headquarters to the U.S. and I reset it in the USA. So um, this whole year has been about foundations and, and I've been hiring, you know, uh, customer experience people, um, you know, media buyers, email people. I've just basically been building the team, building the foundations. And in doing so, I've also been trying to uh, create a business model that's repeatable, scalable, and then also work in partnerships. So our vision for S-Force is to be the number one watch company in the world that deals with uh, active active sports. So like I said, we want to work with the UFC. We want to work with um, the Mr. Olympias, the IFP awesome. for, IPF for the powerlifting. We want to work with all those types of niche, uh, I guess, kind of sports, the rugged sports. But it's just going to take a little time to get there. Yeah. What a vision, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's no one doing it. That's the thing, too. And the thing is, is like, Everybody in today's world, they want to have a clothing company, you know, because there's no moat. It's really easy to get started. You can go make screen prints for cheap. I guess, you know, having a clothing company is the sexy thing to do these days. Everyone wants to do it. If I was telling myself I wouldn't start a clothing company over just because it's so hard to get going and so hard to find a, uh, you know, a, a market for it. But um, now that I'm still doing it and we have that insanely dedicated customer base, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. But I wouldn't do it again if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw in your uh, Instagram story, what was it for the Super Bowl? You were hanging out with the mentality guys. And I know that guy's grown quite the quite the brand, quite the yeah, culture. They, they, there's, two, uh, there's two partners at mentality. Both of them are very, very awesome guys. Um, super down to earth, willing to break bread. Always, uh, and I really like them too, Jason. Um, super, super humble, always wanting to ask questions and that's something that you'll find a key characteristic of, uh, of anyone who's actually doing things uh, that you admire or that's quote unquote successful is there's a key trait of they're not talking about themselves. They're not like, oh, look what I'm doing. You know, look, look about me. Like, look at what I have going on. They're more inclined to ask questions. So anytime I talk to Jason, he's like, oh, how, how are you running your Facebook ads? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? He never says, like, look what we're doing. And I think that the more successful people that you come in contact with, that you talk to, that are in your lives, you'll realize the more questions that they ask rather than um, statements about themselves. Yeah. So they're great guys. Yep. That's awesome. I think that flows perfectly into, <clears throat> excuse me, the kind of the topic of this, which is about networking. Uh, you know, the cliche, your network is your net worth. Cliches are cliches for a reason for the most part. Um, but before we jump into that, what do we have? This is a diet Coke. Yep. <laughs> I told you I'd say, uh, hey, why is this your brew of choice? Yeah, no, it's uh, – dude, I don't know what it is. Just I don't drink alcohol. I love alcohol. I love tequila, but I, I try to keep in, I try to keep fit. So um, this thing just kind of hits the, uh, the sweet spot of cravings, and it's actually kind of funny. So after I've been addicted to Diet Coke for about a year, I, I read some article that was like Elon Musk and like a bunch of other top uh, CEOs, they drink like a dozen Diet Cokes a day. And I was like, dude, this, it must, there must be something in this that's... <laughs> and now look at you, dude. Us, us to want this. It's <laughs> hilarious. They cocaine back in Coke, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, it's, it'll, it'll do a number to you. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny you say that because I recorded an episode yesterday and we had margaritas. So thank you for not choosing tequila. Again, 
I loved it yesterday, but uh, kind of kept yeah. the train running after we got, <laughs> got done recording. Um, so yeah, so <clears throat> you're in my eyes, uh, you're great at networking. I mean, from what I've seen, the people you've been around, and as you're saying right now about you finding these people, and you can recognize these key characteristics in these people. Um, what? Tell me about your view of networking. What's the importance of it? How do you do it? What is your way of doing it? Um, even just how do you reach out to somebody? Yeah, that's a great question. So I want to preface that, in my opinion, networking, it, it has a totally different meaning than what all these people and all these types of groups talk about. They're like, oh, hand your business card, go network, go do all these events. That's like total bullshit to me. What I think and what I value networking is building relationships. And those are non-monetary. I'm not asking. I'm not wanting anything from them. And maybe that comes from a little bit of a biblical place in my life and kind of that religious, um, some of those religious core values I have. But basically, to me, networking is this, right? I see people out in the world who um, that I want to be like or want to be in my life. And then I just try to go out and make them my friends. I don't network with any ill intentions. I have some friends and I have a lot of people that I know who have insane amounts of money. I've never asked them for anything. I will offer to pay for their dinner, even though they may have a net worth of a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So for me, it's, I've just valued more so not networking with an end goal in mind or networking with an ulterior motive, but networking just to have a level of friends or a level of network that's just high and elevated. And that's my whole opinion. It's just kind of like, I want to make friends. I don't want to network. So to me, I don't really like the word network. That's kind of like, I understand the point and the purpose of the word, but to me, it's a negative connotation. I, I love the word making friends. And I, I actually was really intrigued that you picked that out because I, I honestly feel like out of a lot of things I do, that is a skill of mine and something that I've kind of developed over years. Right. So that's kind of what it means is just to make friends with the types of people you admire or the types of people you want to surround yourself. And that's it. That, that's kind of like what networking means to me. So, yeah, that's, that's great. It's interesting that you bring up, uh, and it's cool to hear about, you know, the faith. That's awesome. Uh, I think that even just the the verse, iron sharpens iron, right? I mean, that's so important to have that in your life. Oh, there, there's my dog. Uh, try to get them to chill out, so excuse them if they start going nuts. Oh, you're good. But <clears throat> that's something that I think not a lot of people focus on. They don't focus on the relationship. Whether you're in sales, you're trying to do anything. Like, you know, we met in the CCV group with Rob. Um, and it's all about trying to connect with people. Like I remember I listened to a podcast with him and George Bryant, who is a pretty sweet marketer himself. It's like, just like hit up the people that follow you on Instagram and sh send them a message, like shoot them a video, like their stuff back, talk to them, build a relationship. I think that's number one. It all falls down to that personal re relationship you can build with somebody. Exactly. And what changed my perspective and kind of gave me the confidence to move forward in networking and kind of reaching out to some of those people that you might be intimidated by even is, um, I, I don't know where I heard this, so I'm, I don't know where the credits do, but early on, maybe 10 years ago when I was probably 16, 17, I heard this quote and it was saying something like anyone in the world is within seven contacts of who you know. And I, I don't know where I heard that. And ever since then, it's kind of been like, oh, it really is a small world, right? Yep. So there's that aspect, but you know, most of and that kind of changed my mind and shifted. And it's like, it's kind of true, especially with the people that I know today, it's like outside of maybe, you know, like a president or um, a monarch or a dictator. I mean, really anyone in the United States is probably within seven contacts of somebody that I know, which is 
which is awesome to, to think about. So that kind of got my mind to just being like, okay, well, you know, people and everyone's a person. Nobody's a god. Nobody's you know, nobody's like untouchable or invincible. You can always contact people, especially if you're picking people that you admire, you look up to. It, I wouldn't want to network with somebody that I don't like or somebody that I don't respect. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So when you're trying to make, like when you say make friends, that's your, the way you like to word it. Yeah. How do you go about uh, reaching out to these people? Is your social media? Is that just your go-to? Yeah. So I actually got a good story for this. Um, and let me preface it with this, right? If you're trying to network, you're trying to meet people who are of high caliber, but you haven't developed yourself, you don't have good integrity, you're out to get something, you, you want something of them, you're expecting something from them. These people are like bullshit detectors. So if you try to approach somebody um, with that type of character traits and that integrity and you want something from them, they will never give you the time of day. And if you do get the chance to meet them, you'll blow it, right? So the first thing is, this is th there's a couple process to this, right? So the first thing is, is develop yourself into the type of person that they want to surround themselves with. And that doesn't, and here's the thing that throws most people off. They think in order to hang out with successful people, they have to be some successful person, has a lot of money, has some big brand, but that's actually not true. And I've realized that I've met a lot of friends who are extremely wealthy before I even had a business. And it comes down to this philosophy, right? Real recognizes real, right? And depending on what age group that you're trying to network or make friends with, let's just assume you're 25 or 30 and you're trying to make friends with somebody who's in their forties. If you're super ambitious, you're, you have a good character traits, you have integrity, that person may look at you as a younger version of themselves, right? So what I'm saying and what I'm, what I'm trying to get the point at is, is don't try to approach these people. If you have ulterior motives, you want something from them. If you're trying to pitch them a business, trying to ask them for investments, you're not a good person. You haven't developed yourself. You haven't spent enough time actually, like literally working on personal development, personal growth, spiritually, physically, mentally, and you're not that type of person. So that's, that's the prerequisite to even reaching out to these people because they're not going to want you, right? It's kind of like trying to go for a 10 when you're dating. Like if you're trying to go to the hottest girl and you don't have good style, you don't look, you're overweight, you don't have any money. It's like, of course, they're not going to want anything to do with you. Yeah. But the great thing about successful people is that they just want people around them that genuinely want to be around them, not because of their money or not because of their status, but because they actually care about them that don't want anything from them that kind of relays into that. And then somebody that they can just hang out with and have a good time. Right. So it's, it's really interesting. And basically here's, here's like the story of how I kind of like my biggest networking moment. Right. So I had a lot of networking things early on. Right. So when I was 17, I started to make friends with these like influencer bodybuilders. So my first job actually came from uh, Rich Piana. He was a bodybuilder who passed away, right? Dude, that's I so never, cool. And I got the chance to meet him. And then I was the first person at his company, literally the first. No way. Company. Yeah. Are you so serious? I was friends with him. Yeah, I was friends with him. And um, it was cool. We got to work out. We got to go to Chipotle together a couple of times, like really good dude. And that was like my first opportunity was because I networked for that position, right? That's and nuts. All I did was make friends with them. I didn't, you know, I didn't ask for anything. I never asked for anything. So from then I went to, um, I, you know, I just kept living life. I kept networking. I kept meeting cool people. But the thing that really clicked and kind of, I guess, set my life on a trajectory. And here's the, here's the best story for this, right? So um, basically, I I don't know what it was, but I I had always been a customer of Bodybuilding.com, right? 
Bodybuilding.com was a huge company when I was growing up. I think maybe a $500 million revenue company, big company, right? And I don't know, I, I don't know how I found it, but I found the owner on Facebook one day, right? Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe like in my early 20s, maybe like 23, 22, right? No, earlier than that, like 21. I found the owner of Bodybuilding.com on Facebook. Yet he posts on his Facebook page, had a lot of followers, had a lot of friends, right? But I was like, I don't know what it is about this guy, but I want to meet him. You know, he lives in Boise, <laughs> Idaho. He's not in Hollywood, Los Angeles. Net worth is probably half a billion dollars. Um, you know, very relatable, down-to-earth guy. And I was like, I want to meet this guy. So I started posting on his, on his uh, like, Facebook. I would just say, hey, man, I would like the chance to meet with you, just like any of you probably should. But I didn't get a reply. You know, like, probably six months went by, didn't get a reply. And I would frequently hit him up, and I would be like, hey, um, I don't want anything from you. I just want a chance to have lunch. I'll buy you lunch, even though I didn't really have any money or anything. I'll sit down with you. I'll, you know, I just want to just get to know you, right? So I just kept doing this and I didn't hear anything. And then maybe like about eight months after that initial contact, um, I posted on his, on his actual Facebook page. And I was like, Hey, I'm 22 or 21, whatever it is. I'm, you know, I, I look up to you as an entrepreneur. I really want, you know, I really want the chance to just meet you and have lunch with you or something like don't want anything from you. I posted it publicly though. So what ended up happening, which was crazy was all of his friends saw that I posted on his Facebook profile. So his real friends in real life, you know, the friends in his hometown, they started liking and commenting on my post. So like, Oh, you should meet with this guy. You should do it. And I was like, I wasn't even expecting that. I was That's just wild. It so people could see it. So <clears throat> it got to the point where the, the post had, you know, 40 comments, you know, a hundred something likes, and it was just his actual friends. It wasn't people that I knew. So eventually he just messaged me and he was like, Hey, um, we're going to be doing this event uh, for my next business in Boise, Idaho. Uh, come down, you know, and I was like, done, literally done. He didn't pay for my fly. He didn't, he didn't pay for anything. Of course not. Like you don't expect it to, but I just had that feeling like, Hey, I want to be friends with this person. Cause obviously seems like a good dude knows a lot more than I have. I like I do obviously super successful type of person I want to have in my life. His name's Ryan DeLuca. So I, that's what happened. He he basically DM'd me after getting all this craziness from all these people. He let it he let it go on for two weeks of all these comments <laughs> and things building up before he reached out to me, and it was crazy, right? And I had never been to Boise, Idaho. I lived in California at the time, but so I didn't know. It was just middle of nowhere, potatoes, diff no difference in Iowa. So <laughs> I knew nothing about it. So I flew out there, got to meet him, got to meet his team at his uh, current venture, which is Black Box VR, and uh, yeah, just super. Uh, what just it was just such a super uh gratifying experience because you just got welcomed like with open arms and like somebody who really like <clears throat> down-to-earth person who uh, that first time i met him we literally went out with a couple of friends downtown boise we he bought me bottle service the first time i met him like crazy <laughs> crazy, crazy experience but just <clears throat> it was just different right we became friends and the reason i say that is not just because oh i met a cool guy but this is the crazy part so after uh after I met him in Boise, Idaho was on my radar. I, uh, I, um, sorry, I was gonna drink real quick, but yeah, you're good, man. <laughs> this is the coolest part, right? So, from networking and me taking this time and just not giving up on this, on this networking opportunity, I traveled to Boise, got to stay there for a few days, and then maybe about a year and a half later, I got fired from my job. I, uh, I basically had to start over. I had no money. I blew all my money that I was making. And I was like in a low, the, probably the lowest point in my life, right? I was just 
living back at home with my parents. I was, I think I was 20, either 21 or 22. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Essentially. I was just like, I just got out of a terrible breakup. I, uh, yeah, like I said, I got fired from my job. I blew all my savings. My first company was a failure. You know, the supplements that I'd mentioned prior. And I was like, I just need to get away. I just need to get away from all this because this, there's nothing here right now except heartbreak and just kind of disappointment. So I, I don't know what, what made me do it, but I picked up all my stuff, put it all in my car, grabbed my dogs. We drove down to Boise, Idaho <laughs> and I moved, I moved there sight unseen to, and I just went on Craigslist, found somebody who was subleasing their, uh, their apartment. It was a little studio. And I was like, I don't know why, but I'm moving here. And so crazy story. And then here's the best part. So before re- meeting Ryan, Boise, Idaho was not on my radar at all. And then after meeting him, I was like, I just want to be there. And that's where I met my wife. So. Wow. Crazy. Gotta work some mysterious ways, dude. That's yes, exactly. So God definitely works in mysterious ways. And that's the whole point of that. Obviously there's a lot of networking stories I have, but that one super special to me. Life-changing. Uh, my wife primarily. Yeah. Dude, it is crazy when you look back at life and you think you just connect the dots, just how it all panned out. And it's just beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And Steve Jobs kind of has this quote. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but he says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots when you look back. So I think that's, I think that's an interesting kind of uh, idea. Yeah. You know, idea just to kind of throw in your head because you can't really uh, make everything and plan every detail. And, you know, you know, uh, you have to just kind of let like good decisions kind of get mixed in there with luck and opportunity and unknowns. And those can kind of, as long as you're ready for it and you're open and you're the type of person at the right time, I think, um, yeah, you can, you can come across some amazing things. For sure. Have you read the book, the four hour work week? Yeah, I have. Yeah. You know, in the beginning of that book, I'm going to butcher it. Um, but they talk about when he went to uh, a class in college and tried to see who would, email like three people it was like bill gates or something a few other people and everyone's like yeah i'm not gonna do that not gonna do it. it's not gonna work but like one guy actually did it and reached out to these people and actually got a response and was able to like have they might be trying to do lunch or just get a response or a phone call or something like that it's like if you don't try you'll never know but you have to most of the time probably be pretty persistent with it exactly. which is the and, key and, and, and that kind of leads me on to my point too that i want to preface so that story was just kind of more so something that was important to me and valuable to me and why it's worth it to actually go to market because or network or make friends because you never know like what it could lead to. And the fact that I was able to meet my wife, it kind of means that like it was really important that I did that. So I kind of want to like segue into like, how can, cause someone could be like, Oh, that's a fun, that's a nice story. But how am I, that is like, I don't have that opportunity. That's like luck or whatever. So here's how I network in every other avenue of everything that I've ever met. I've met a lot of cool people in life, right? So here's what anyone can do. And again, the prerequisite is developing your character, integrity, ambition, and making yourself an attractive person. An attractive, I'm not talking physical, I'm talking mental. I'm talking somebody who, that when they talk to you, you're a person of substance, you're a person of integrity, you're a person that they want to be around. There's someone that, you're somebody that they want to go to the bar with and have a drink with. That's the type of person that you need to be like in the terms of the people you hit up. If you can't relate to them, you can't be friends with them, then they're not going to want to be around you. So that said, with that prerequisite in place, then here is some like actionable steps you can actually take. So um, it's, it's kind of crazy. So I, I, when I get focused in and I'm like, Hey, I want to meet so-and-so 
I start, um, I just kind of start like following them and then I send them a direct message. Most of the time it goes unanswered, but then I'll send, um, and you gotta have a point in mind, right? So this is another thing too, is like, I don't just like message people on Instagram and be like, Hey, like, you know, be my mentor or some, something like that. Like, I don't do that. I kind of align an opportunity to meet them. So I'll give you another example, right? Like if you know that, you know, this person you look up to is going to be within an hour or two driving distance of where you live. Now's the right time to kind of um, start making that, like start working towards building that relationship. And how do you do that? So you message them. And again, uh, actually, I want to bring back another step because the thing is, is I'm not talking of guys, when I'm talking about networking and marketing, I never try to hit up people that have a million followers or, you know, that are unreachable or celebrities. I try to meet people who like, like, for example, CEOs of companies, um, executives of companies, people that own really big brands, but you wouldn't know it, right? And most of these guys of these multi-million and sometimes billion-dollar companies, they have a few thousand followers. And a lot hey, of Jason, right? That. <clears throat> From Mentality? His name's Jason, right? Yeah, Jason. Jason, great guy. And most of these people who have these businesses, and this is the thing most people don't understand, is they think you, you're going to – people um, people get confused with influencers and successful people, and they're actually – there is some uh, correlation and there's some consistencies, but a successful person who's running a legitimate business is not an influencer. You're either an influencer or you're a businessman. And in some rare cases, when you're a Gary Vee or an Alex Ramosi or something along the lines of that, you could be both. Yeah. But the businessmen that I admire, that I look up to, they have a few thousand followers on social media. Why? Because they put all of their time, energy, and effort into building their company. And that's why those people have businesses that are far superior and far bigger than any influencer who's selling their detox pills or their own personal brand, right? That's how these people have seven, eight, or you know, eight, nine, and ten-figure companies is because they put their energy and time into building a business. So, with that said, they're a lot easier to reach. I've never tried to go after the influencer with a million or two or three or four followers, four, four million followers, because first off, they they're an influencer. I don't really care to be friends with influencers in the sense of like. I just, that's just not the type of people I want to be around. Yep. I want to be around people with, that have built something without the popularity, that have built something from the ground up, that built, that have built something where their focus is on building their company. So those people are actually really easy to reach in my opinion, because like I mentioned, they only have a few thousand followers on their social media platforms. So here's the great part. You send them a DM. They may or may not read it, but then you post a, here's what I always do. I put, send them a DM with the intention, whether it's to meet or for me to fly out there or for me to just get to know them. But I don't just leave it at that. Then I comment on the most recent page and said, Hey, um, I sent you a DM about blank. Would you mind checking it out? Sometimes they don't read it, but I follow up on that. And then I engage with their content consistently if they post any and eventually it happens. Um, sometimes you might even have to email. But the point is, is that high caliber people specifically in the business world, they're typically not influencers. They're just normal people with, uh, you know, maybe 10,000 followers or less because those are people who know what they're actually doing. But the key is, is like, I believe if you're into business, you want to be around business people. However, if you're an influencer, you may just want to take a different approach. Maybe you have to meet somebody who, you know, goes to these big influencer parties in, you know, the LA's and the New York's, and maybe you're just getting your foot in the door. But the thing is though, is you just have to find people who are reachable, in my opinion, that are doing something high level. And it just kind of builds. And, and the example is, imagine you met somebody who, um, uh, you know, give, just give you a perfect example. Ryan, the guy I met um, in Boise, he was uh, the founder of bodybuilding.com, right? 
But now that I've met him, now him and I are friends, if I'm going to go meet so-and-so, um, you know, another, maybe he's a little bit more popular than him. They're going to be like, oh, this guy that owns bodybuilding.com is following this guy. So this guy must have some validity yep. or he might have something worth, uh, like might be a reason to contact with him. Right. So it kind of just builds on there, but you just want to start with somebody who, if we're just trying to take this super easy guys, become a person. I've already mentioned that prerequisite, become someone who is attractive. And then number two, just slowly start meeting people in your community that you want to network with. So I'm, I'm from a small town. So that could mean if, if you are, or you're in a normal sized town, whatever, that could literally mean just meeting with the most successful person in your town. He might not be some big shot billionaire or some influencer, but if you can meet with that person, then you can meet somebody, the biggest person in the county, then the biggest person in the city and then the biggest person in the state. And then, you know, it just kind of goes from that, but it just takes doing that and meeting with friends and, and becoming friends with these people and kind of networking your way up in the sense of just making friends with interesting people. And the thing for me is like, I, why do I net, why do I network or why do I make friends with these people? And there's two reasons, like you, like you mentioned, right? Your network is your net worth type of thing where through osmosis, which is a term that I really love that you will become better, right? The people that I know now, like I'm like the, the poorest person and the, the least successful person that I actually talk to. Like it's, it sucks because it's, it's, it's hard on you because the, the level of expectations of the people that I actually like to think of like as my, as like my equals or people that I like to network with, their businesses are so big. They're doing so many great things. So um, there's that, right? To kind of make me better. I don't want to be yeah. the biggest fish in the smallest pond. I want to be the, the smallest fish in the biggest pond. Or, yeah, it, that's how it works. Or actually, no, I want to be the smallest fish in the smallest pond, right? Rather than the biggest fish in, in a little pond. I don't know, however the fuck that goes. But <laughs> my point. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Exactly. So, um, yeah, sorry, I lost the train of thought. But essentially, that's that's the way I kind of think about making friends. Is like it's just like you have to you have to just continue to try, and you have to become that attractive person. You got to be around people that you want to like make you better. So that was the first point is getting better through being around other people. And the number two is, this is a big goal of mine, right? Um, I was reading a book and it's, um, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography. It's called Total Recall. And he talks about his life, right? And he talks about how when he was up and coming um, as a real estate agent or a real estate, or a, you know, real estate investor, a bodybuilder and an actor, he had these social circles and friend circles with so many random types of people, we're talking filmmakers, actors, businessmen, uh, real estate investors, uh, real estate agents, um, you, know, you know, like literally anything you can think of. And I was like, dang, those are the, that's how I want my life to be. So one of my life goals and one of my big goals that I have is just to continue to add the plethora of people that I know and just have a very unique social circle. So I want to get to know professional athletes. I want to get to know um, musicians, um, artists, creatives, business people. So that's kind of what drives me to network because I love all those things. And I love to see people doing and, and achieving and being successful in different things. So as you meet more and more people, kind of expand that too. It's like, you don't need to just meet successful people that are influencers or business people. Go find the local artist who is making a killing and they're painting and they're, they're a millionaire because they're really good at art or, or the, they're an up and coming singer and you know, they're going to do something big. Right. So yeah, that's kind of my motivation is to have a really unique social circle who I'm like, wow, like I can go and see a variety of different success and a variety of different fields. And 
all these people are going to make me better as an individual, you know? I mean, this podcast is just as much for me as it is for everybody else, right? Like, yeah, I'm learning a lot with you. I learn a lot with everyone I talk, talk to, and it's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's fun. Just, I love knowing what makes people tick. Like, just love talking to people. I treat this as us just having a drink at the bar, like you said, right? Um, and next time I'm in Nashville, we actually have an office there. I'll make sure I, I hit you up. I'll take you out to lunch. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but I want to kind of backtrack a little bit to hit those prerequisites. You talked about like physical, mental, spiritual, all these things. What are some like foundational actionables people can do to start working on that? Obviously, like working out, reading, you know, pushing themselves, X, Y, Z. But like, if you were to go back when you were 21, 22, what were the things you were doing to, to become that person that you wanted to see so you could network with people? Successful people, they want to be around people that have character, integrity, and don't want anything from them. They want to be around good people. And here's the thing, right? Successful people, they're, they're not, they're, they're no different than the rest of us. They're just normal people. They want to, they want to have friends and they want to, they want to be around people that make them feel good. And I'm not talking about blowing smoke up their ass. I'm talking about people that are going to be there. Right? So here's the thing, right? So successful people only want people around them that are legit and can add value to their life because successful people are smart, right? So if you're a successful person, you're thinking, okay, is this person going to add value to my life or not? And when you get to that point, you have to make quick decisions. You're going to you're, you're going to easily throw negative people and bad people out of your life, but you're also going to be someone who wants good people coming into your life. So what does that mean? Right? So how does, how do you kind of take it? I don't want to say take advantage of that, but how do you kind of make yourself that person, which is your question, right? So here's the thing. I always, this is my thought process. Okay. And this is, this is a genuine thought process. And I, I tell everybody this, I may not be the richest, the best looking, or even the smartest person that any of these people, um, come in contact with higher up people. But one thing I can guarantee, and this is based off of my character is that there will be nobody that they know that will go to the extent that I will to be their friend. If they were stuck in a jail in Mexico or a different country, I would go get them. And that's the test, right? I, I actually that. care about these people. So it really, to, to get, kind of bring it back to what you're saying, how do you make yourself an attractive person? It's actually really simple. Reading books, right? Acquiring as much knowledge and then converting that knowledge into wisdom over time. Um, that's number one. It's just kind of like continuing to be well-read, to be well-versed, to have a decent vocabulary. That's number one. That's what they want to see is like, okay, this person, they're trying to, they, they know things. They know, you know, they've read these books, I guess the foundational books that every successful person has read, right? They understand those things. That's step one. The next thing is, is that you need to be ambitious, right? Successful people want to be around people that are ambitious. They're after something. They're not trying to take from society. They're not trying to take from them. They're doing something. You don't have to be successful. You just have to be, be, be ambitious. And when you're a person who is successful, you kind of realize that it, like life is kind of like a journey, right? Even when you sell a business and you have that money or whatever, and you're quote unquote successful, you're just thinking about the next thing. So if somebody is ambitious, that's the trait you want to see because just like you, they're just working towards the next thing, right? 
So then there's that. So like I said, you have to be well-read. You have to know some generic things. You have to be ambitious and you have to be like, oh, wow, like this person is actually trying to be successful. They get it. They have the same mindset as me. And then the last thing, in my opinion, is you actually have to care. You have to be a good fucking human. And it's, and, and this is something you can't fake. And this is something you like, you literally can't, you, you just can't fake. And, and in my experience, it took me a while, right? Because when I was growing up, you know, lower middle class, um, you know, concepts about rich people that it's unattainable or they're greedy or they're selfish. Um, and also, which, which ironically makes you more selfish because you live in a scarcity mindset. And you live in a scarcity model. So when I got all my money, it was all about me. I was very self-absorbed, self-centered, tons of insecurities that took me a while to overcome. So it was all about me, right? So it actually took me a while. Um, and a lot of it's with help through my wife, but I've become someone who genuinely, it's a strength of mine. I actually care about people. Um, doesn't matter what they have, what they, what they can give me, um, you know, how they're going to make me look. It's literally like I care for the individual. So you combine those things as a person, right? You have somebody who you're, you're well-read, you're smart, you, um, you're ambitious, like, you're, like, like you get what it takes to be successful. And then you're just a good person. You actually care about them. You know, if, they're getting, if they get married, you're going to send them a wedding present, whether or not you got invited to their, their, you know, their wedding. If they have a kid, you're going to say, hey, you know, congratulations, that's awesome. You're going to be there a part of their lives. And then lastly, this is the thing I've already mentioned a few times in this podcast is you have to have character traits, right? And this is a really big thing because people who have developed a big business or a personal brand or whatever, they have what's called the core value or they have some type of core value. So they understand that in order to really accomplish, you have to believe in something. You have to have integrity and you have to have your feet planted for some type of ideal or some type of value or something like that. And the thing is, is like, if you're like, uh, if you try to meet one of these people and you don't have your own set of values, and if you don't have solidified foundations, they'll know it. And, and a good example of that is just kind of like, imagine you said no to like, you're like, I will never do this. And then you meet somebody successful and then they're like, oh, do you want to go do this? And you're like, oh yeah, just because you're going to abandon your principles, your values, whatever, just because they have, they're successful and they might have a little bit of influence on you. So those, that's the last component is that integrity. And it takes a while, you know, I think, um, I think I didn't really get to that point until more recently, probably 26, 27, 28, cause I'm 28 now. So it's hard to do that when you're young, when you're a teenager, when you're early twenties, you're doing a lot of self discovery and you're trying to figure out what is important to you. But again, though, I think when you're dealing with or trying to meet with or trying to become friends with high caliber people, whether you're going to be friends with them, whether you're going to do business with them, whether you're just going to see them one time, they just want to mess with and they want to associate and they want to get to know people like I described, you know, they yeah. want to get to know ambitious people that are well-read that, um, that actually care about them, that care about other people. And also, um, th that has really strong character traits. They have integrity and there's somebody that they can honestly look to and trust is like, like if you're in a, in a you know, another good example is like, if you're at a bar and that someone attacks that person, are you the type of person that they think is going to be there to kind of like back them up? Right. People want that people. That's important to people. It's like camaraderie, trust, um, you know, caring, just being a good person. It's not that complicated, but like, those are things you can't fake. And I think that's what most people do is they just want to meet people for an end in mind. They want to use them to, I want to take a picture of this person. So then I look cooler on Instagram and it's like, no, like, or, you know, I want them to give me a job or I want them to invest in my company. It's like, no, dude, like, 
every connection that I have, I've never asked a single one of those people for anything. Never, not once. And I know a lot of cool people. The only thing I might've asked is just like, Hey, what do you think about this in my business that I'm doing? But like in terms of like money or yeah. um, a favor, material things. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, I mean, I look at it like this too. Like I shot you a message. We chatted a bit. You didn't have to send me your cell phone number. Like you care. It's just a, it's a step of showing that you care. And it's interesting to see that. And I appreciate that. It shows the trust like big time. Um, and ultimately you don't ask for anything uh, unless it's a question of like, Hey, what do you think about this? You no, know, of course, like people are going to bounce ideas off each other, yeah. but inevitably you will gain things from having good people in your life. So what are some of those things that you, that you have gained in business and your personal life from having some of these high level people in your life? Yeah, that's great. So I kind of mentioned this before, but when you're around, like when you only, I mean, obviously I have friends and I know people who aren't business people or maybe aren't have businesses as big as mine, but generally like when I think of people that are my equals or like the types of environments and social circles I want to be around, they operate at such high levels that it's just kind of the standard. Like, honestly, if like, I'm not like the, the way you have to think about it is you want to be around people to where it's like, if you're not like a millionaire, like, what are you doing? Like, I know that sounds, it might sound like insane to think about, or it's hard to even picture yourself with people like that, but it's just that it's the case and a really easy example of this, right? And this is something that we can all relate to, or we can actually go do immediately is if you want to go get in shape, go hang around five, six people who are absolutely jacked. And if you're out of shape, you will literally just get in better shape just because it's the level of expectation that they have. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with business. It's the same thing with any type of endeavor that you have. It, it literally it's a, whether you're going to church, whether you're, uh, you want a healthy uh, marriage or relationship, you got to hang around with people who have good relationships, right? So anything that you kind of want to improve or achieve or have, you just need to hang around more people that have those things because they set the level of expectation, right? And that's, yeah, that's kind of like really important. Cool. Yeah. I love it. I think you kind of broke down a myth too, that it's not about chasing down these big influencers. It's not about gaining monetary value out of this stuff. It's just about being a friend. And the more friends you have, the more like true, true friends that you have, not the generic, hey, how are you doing? We'll talk shit a little exactly. bit here or there, like getting deep, knowing what makes that person tick. That is what will set up a foundation for a long lasting friendship. I mean, that's so basic. It's extremely basic, but it's the truth. I actually was talking to somebody um, recently and they were having the most difficult time because they asked me basically the same question. How do you network? How do you meet all these people? And um, they had, they had the hardest time understand because he was saying, Hey, I'm just a personal trainer. You know, he probably makes good money. He was saying, I'm just a personal trainer. You know, like I'm just, you know, I'm just me. Like, what do I have to offer? And I had, it took me a long time to break through to this person that your value as a human being is not wrapped up in what you have. It's wrapped up in who you are. Yeah. And, he lives close to LA. So it's very, it's very, it's very interesting to see that type of mindset that where people think, you know, this person's not going to want to be friends with me or hang out with me or, you know, network with me just because I don't have X amount of money or I'm not an influencer or something. And it's really sad because that's what a lot of our culture and society thinks, right? Is they think that, you know, you have to be successful or something for you to have value as a human being, but that's not the case. 
And people who actually are successful, they have t- typically, they have a lot of wisdom. And with wisdom, you kind mm-hmm. of realize that people are the value, not the things associated. Because the thing is, is like, it sounds so simple, but think about it. If Elon Musk lost all of his companies and money and stuff like that, would people still want to be around him? Of course, because of yeah. the person that he is. If Arnold Schwarzenegger lost everything and he didn't have a house, he lived in a freaking studio, would people want to be around him? Of course, because of the person that they are. And when you're first getting started, it's easy to kind of make those excuses. It's like, oh, you know, I can't be in this circle. I can't get to know them because I'm not successful. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm not an influencer. I don't have... Look how many followers, I only got a couple hundred followers, but the truth is, it's just like real successful people, as long as you're the person that I previously described and you're just a good person with good intentions and, and you're just genuine and you have good moral foundations, like they will want to be friends with you for that alone. And I guess the whole perspective, the whole point of that is, and the shift is just shift your mind from saying my value doesn't come from possessions, money, materialistic things. It comes from inside. It comes from whether you believe in God, whether you believe in whatever you believe in, but it comes from internal. It doesn't come from external. Yeah, I think we've all battled that. Concept. We've all battled that identity issue, right? Like yeah. going through, I mean, bodybuilding is like the easiest way to find your identity in something ever is by, you know, how big your arms are and how good you look with your shirt off. And then if you get an injury like I did, then you have this whole internal turmoil with all this stuff. But like, you cannot buy into your identity with that. It's those prereqs that build your identity. I think those prereqs were just perfect. That's the perfect foundation to be a good person, to find your identity, to then make a better life. Yeah, so what does that mean then? If, if, If your value is an intrinsic value, meaning it's about who you are, not what you have, it means that no matter where you are in life, whether you're just starting out or you don't really have a lot to show for, it means that you can go out there immediately. And if you're a good person, you can start making connections with good people. And good people want to be around good people. That's it. Good Successful people don't want to just be around successful people because what if that successful person's an asshole? I, they don't want to be around them. They just yeah. want to be around good people with value. So if you start switching that mindset and saying, hey, like I mentioned, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, if I, you know, they could have friends that are more successful than me, better looking, whatever, but no one will be as good of a friend and no one will come to the rescue like I will because I care about them. And once you shift to that and you realize the best value and the best trait and the best um, virtue that you can have is just being someone that cares and being that someone that's good for them, you know, that, that will be there for them, then they'll be friends with you. That's it. It doesn't, doesn't need to be more complicated than that. You can just go make friends immediately with somebody if you have those, uh, those virtues. Yeah. I love it. Ooh, Diet Coke's getting my throat a little weird. Uh, what are some of your biggest hurdles that you've had as you've been trying to network? Like what have been some of the biggest roadblocks, the biggest issues that you've come across that have stopped you from, or slowed you down, I guess. Nothing's really stopped you as we've discovered. Um, but what has maybe slowed you down for growing it, your network and making friends not yeah, as fast no, as you? So I, stopped, I, uh, I temporarily got stuck in this phase where um, I just got married and... Um, and I kind of just like lived in an area where it didn't, we didn't have a lot going on. I just kind of got comfortable. And this was a couple of years back. And it was just, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, because when you get comfortable, you kind of start settling for what's around you. You start losing some ambitions and certain things. So I think that comfort is the enemy of like basically leveling up your life. And I think that's what most people probably struggle with because 
if you're just focusing on paying your bills and you're just in an area and you don't, you're not networking with super successful people, it just, it's not, it's not what we call a, you know, hierarchy of needs, like on, on a hierarchy of needs, like networking is like super, super high up on the hierarchy of needs, right? It's, it starts with food, shelter, et cetera. Right. Um, so if you kind of let comfort take over your life, it's going to deter you from wanting to make those, th- uh, those connections. So I think it just kind of comes down to realizing that you need to always be willing to break your comfort zone. You don't need to be some extrovert. You don't have to be some ca- uh, charismatic person. You just need to be somebody with character and you need to just make sure that, you know, that you break out of comfort zones and you don't allow those to stop you from, you know, meet, meeting people that you want to meet and life's short. You get one life. You're going to die. Like, I'm sorry. I have to break that to you. Like, I didn't do, I don't know if you know that, but you're going to die. So if you admire somebody and you want to be around them, like you might as well reach out. Like what's the worst that's going to happen is no, like, what do they just yeah. say? No, that's, then you just make yourself even more attractive and then you hit them up again and they'll say, yeah, eventually, you know, it's just the way it is. Alex Hormozzi frames that pretty well. Like exactly. in, in generations, no one's going to know who you are, like live the life you want to live, like do it up, try as hard as you can. I love exactly. that guy. That's a book everyone needs to read. Hundred million dollar offers. Everyone needs to follow him. Hormozzi's so much value, so much value. Well, what is uh, the, if you were to give three main points again to wrap up everything you said what would they be yeah great so i said a lot of stuff and i tend to ramble so i apologize no you're good it's all it's all great the three main the first point would be is that value is intrinsic it's not external it's it's an internal process so if you can just start shifting your how you value someone from oh that person has a lot of money they must be valuable or this person you know so and so they must be valuable to when you look in the mirror and you look at your, your, you know, who you are as a person, if you can shift that frame that your, your value comes from in here, then it's going to change your life forever. That's number one. And I think that's how you kind of become, get around successful and attractive people. And it throws a lot of people off because most people don't think like that, except the people that are wise, the, the wise people that I met, they know this. So that's number one is value is internal. It's intrinsic. It doesn't come from things. It doesn't come from, doesn't come from accolades or successes. It comes in here. So that's number one. So if you shift that, it's, it will shatter belief systems and you can start reaching out to people. Um, the second thing is just find people, don't network just to network in the sense of, um, you know, just because someone so is, has a bunch of followers or they have a lot of money, you don't want to do that. You want to network with people you actually want to hang around and you want to be friends with. And I think that's super important. Now it's nice to meet people that are successful, but when I'm talking about making friends with somebody, like you want to meet people and you only have a certain amount of time and energy. So I'd rather make time and energy for successful people who also happen to be somebody that I want to invite to my wedding that also want that are also going to show up that yeah. also, you know, I want to go to the bar and have a drink with, I want to go to have a guy's night. I want to let loose or I want to, um, you know, I want to talk to them having issues in my life and they actually care. So try to focus on when you're networking or making friends up with people who you actually want to be in your life and somebody that you want to be like, you know, th- that's really important. It's not just about hitting up people that are successful, it's about hitting up people who you're like, that would be a cool person to hang around with. Like, I really like this, this girl guy and that's it. So, and then the last point, um, it's just really, it, it just comes down to perseverance, you know? And I think this is what deters a lot of people is they'll send an email or a message. They might get inspired to hit somebody up and they're like, Oh, well they didn't reply. And then they just, they just give up. And I think, 
just like in anything, whether it's business or fitness or literally anything worthwhile in life, like if you get turned down the first time, it's not a no forever. It's just a no for now. Or if they don't respond, it's just, you just got to keep the perseverance. And honestly, imagine being the person who continued to, to make an effort towards reaching this person. And then they look back and they're like, wow, this person has been trying to reach me for years. Like that would be more of a, uh, that would be like a, like a really valuable thing in that person's eyes. Like this person doesn't give up and perseverance is an admirable trait. So if you have perseverance in everything you do, especially when trying to contact people you want to be around, like, like, honestly, like it just means that like, there is no failure. It's just like, you just pick back up and you try again, really. So those are the three things I would focus on um, pertaining to kind of making new friends or you know, networking or whatever. And I think that if you kind of adopt those three types of mindset, it'll literally shift the way you think about kind of creating a social circle, um, bringing good people into your life, and also hopefully getting rid of the word networking. So that's perfect. Okay. I have one last question. Sure. How do you break out of, or how do you get rid of the people in your life that are negative, that are bringing you down, that you shouldn't be around? Yeah. So, um, this is where I like to break up the question to a little specifics. Um, let's talk into two different ways, right? So if we're talking friends that are just negative, you get rid, you get rid of them. And, and I know that sounds, it's, it's really tough to do, but I don't mean like you have to tell like, Hey dude, you're a loser. I'm done with you. That's not what I'm saying because that's not, that's not an empathetic thing to do. First of all, yeah. so, but what you want to do is you want to just slowly drift away from those people and be around people that are people you like you want to be around with. And if you're not around those people, if you can't find those people, it's better to be around yourself than negative influences. So with the friends, it's really difficult. A lot of people have a hard time letting those go, but you just have to slowly drift and you have to become a no person. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean you tell them that they're losers, but what does it mean? Oh, Hey, you know, do you want to go out drinking tonight? And let's just assume you have to wake up in the morning. You just say, Oh no, I can't. You, you keep doing that enough. They're going to stop inviting you or yep. you're not going to be, you're going to be known as a no person. You're not going to be known as the asshole who, he thinks he's better than us. You're going to be known as the person who just has different priorities or the no person. And that's okay. I think that's great. So that's how you kind of deal with friends in the most empathetic way possible is you just drift away and you just drift away by just, just declining opportunities. That's all you have to do. And then second, um, a lot of people struggle with this one is family, right? So people that you can't just get rid of because they're your family. So I, in my personal experience and seeing a ton of people, whenever you start something new, whether it's a career or you want to be a success or do something different than you've been doing, the first people to criticize you is your family, your parents, your, your cousins or whatever, right? And it's not because that they're ill intent or that they're a-holes most of the time. It's because that they care about you and they think that, oh, this is just some idea. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand how real life is. Um, they need to be safe and secure. And most of the time, if we're speaking for parents, it comes out of a place of love. They just might not understand. Right. But the thing is though, is that once you show, you know, once you stay consistent long enough, those concerns and those fears and those things, they kind of dissipate. Right. So in my personal life, when I first told my mom, I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be successful one day and all these things. I'm not going to college. They were really worried. They were scared. They, they were like, no, you don't know what you're doing. This, like, you don't, you have no idea what's, what's like, you don't understand life. Like you don't get it. Like you're going to, you're, you're dumb. You're making bad choices, but I stuck with what I said and I was consistent with it. So then, you know, maybe a year and a half, two years later, I got a job with a start with Rich Piana's company, started making, you know, six figures a year. By the time I was like 19, 20, they, they, they weren't saying those things anymore because I was yeah. consistent. 
I, I, I stayed true to what I said. I didn't, sh I didn't flip flop, you know? So the thing is, is just having the perseverance and staying consistent in what you're doing will alleviate family members, the close ones, the ones that really matter, um, from those negative like thought processes and those negative comments. But imagine though, like if you're someone who's flops from one thing or the next every other week or every month, obviously like you, they're like, oh, he's just gonna try something and fail. He's gonna, another one of the, he needs to get his life serious. So once you understand that family typically comes from a place of caring for you and looking out for you, and then you have to realize that they will only change their mind when they see that you actually stick with what you said you're going to stick with for a long period of time and then start getting results. They will change their mind almost every single time. Obviously, there's some extreme circumstances, um, but yeah. we're, we're talking about the majority of people here who, you know, they just don't get it. And they may never get it. They may never get what you're doing. You know, if you're doing something like you're an influencer, that might not be something that they'll ever, ever understand. But let me tell you what, you think that if you're bringing home money and you're happy and you're successful, they're going to talk down to you and say you should be going to college. No. So you just got to stay consistent with what you're proclaiming out there to them. And I guarantee you that they will get it up. They will understand and they'll support you, but it just takes you to be consistent and it takes you to say, Hey, I'm sticking through with what I'm saying. And then they're going to be like, Oh, this is who he is. This is, this is what he's doing. And the best example that I have of that, it's kind of any, most people can relate to this is when you're, um, when you're like, I find that my wife and a lot of women go through this is before you get married, you're looked at as, you know, so-and-so's daughter, right? Especially if you get married young, right? So, oh, you know, that's so-and-so's daughter. And that's how people view you is that thing. And it's really hard perspective shift that once that woman then marries somebody and now they're an adult, they're somebody's wife, right? They're no longer that daughter, but it, it takes a long time for people to kind of make that switch and be like, you know, oh, that's so-and-so's daughter to like, this is a grown woman who is like, has her own name, has her own new name, that's running her own thing, that has her own life. It just takes a little while to make adjustments for people, but then they do because you're married, right? It's just, part yeah. of it. if you stay married long enough, they're going to look at you as, you know, the new person, quote unquote, but you're still the same person. So it just kind of takes a little while for those types of views to kind of shift. Um, they just need to see consistency and time and dedication. And then Every single person who gives you some resistance at first will dissipate because they're like, oh no, this is just who they are. It just takes a little while to see that. Perseverance, man. It's yep. so underrated. More and more people need that. We'd live in a better world. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate this. Where can everyone follow you, connect with you, check out the watches, check out the apparel line? How can everyone find all that? Yeah, I would just say follow me personally. I got my links in my own... Uh, bio just hit up austin gain a-u-s-t-i-n-g-a-y-n-e um, i'll drop the Instagram. link down below for sure yeah, perfect. that'd be great but outside of that you know if you take anything from this just just like i said just shift where your values come from it comes from in here it's about who you are it's not about what you achieve it's not about what you have and the more content you are with the person you are i think uh the happier and more successful you'll be amazing well dude thank you so much again man i appreciate it about to hang out next time I'm in Nashville. I'd love to yeah. chat more. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate it, man. All right, dude. Have a good one. You too.